Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. If you want to listen live, all you have to do is download the iHeartRadio app and search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Also, if you want to catch this show on video, be sure to check out Zumo TV, channel 719. That's where you can find SportsGrid's Fantasy Sports Network. Enjoy the show, and thanks so much for listening. Listening to Scott Wetzel will give you a bad taste in your mouth. You call these bagels? It's Bagels and Bad Beats with Scott Wetzel. Yes, it is. Bagels and Bad Beats with your school, Scott Wetzel, on this Friday, June 19th. Your school is sitting in for the next two hours, taking your phone calls at 844-843-6879. Again, that's toll-free, 844 844- 843-6879. You want to follow me on Twitter, send a tweet. It is at Opposite Picks. That's O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to my website, OppositePicks.com. Hit the contact Scott icon and fire away. Emails, tweets, phone calls. Again, on the next two glorious hours of bagels and bad beats on this Juneteenth morning. Uh, June what, Scott? Uh, so close, yet so far. Nice job, four-letter network. This jet's getting ready to fly. Where there's a will, there's a way. Just one more chance, please. Grin and bear it. Rock and Ray. First McGuire Sosa, now Aroid. Uh, picking a Belmont winner before we're through. We'll get to all those stories again, plus your phone calls, emails, and tweets right here. Bagels and Bad Beats on this uh, Friday, June 19th. It is the 19th. Uh, for some strange reason, they want to call it Juneteenth. I get the significance of the day. Uh, this is the actual day back in 1865. You and I were just a little little tweaks uh, back in Galveston, Texas. The final community, part of the Confederate South, learned uh, two years late. Oh, by the way, uh, President Lincoln's Emancipation Proclamation hit, and that actually the final little community allowed the slaves to become free. And you know that's a significant day, obviously, in our history. What I I, I don't understand though is why are we not calling it June nineteenth? What am I missing here? I mentioned this yesterday, I believe. I, I, why is it Juneteenth? You know, in in a world and a population that mangles the English language, and I'm just as guilty as anyone. As you know, as much as we possibly can. Why do we voluntarily do it with Juneteenth? What 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 is so wrong about saying June nineteenth? What what is the negativity towards that? I'm not sure, but it's Juneteenth day. So a lot of NFL teams uh, have given their workers off today. So congrats to you guys. How about that? I am working. I will be here for the next two hours. Taking your phone calls eight four four eight four three six eight seven nine. Scott Wetzel, Bigos on Bad Beats on a Friday morning. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Friday morning, 12 minutes past the hour. Scott Webb sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time, as we always do along the SB Nation affiliate base, also on uh, CBS Sports Byline and 
Catch us on YouTube TV as well with the Sports Grid Radio. Punch it in, and you're all set. Just got to subscribe. No big deal. It doesn't cost anything. It's a beautiful thing. Don't get that too often in this society anymore. 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. You know, uh, you always, unfortunately, you always have to start off with baseball. It's just, it's crazy because. Yeah, I feel like the you know the Godfather. You know, you know, I want to get out, I want to get out, but every single time I do, they pull me back in again. You know, every single time I want to write off baseball and say I'm done. It's not happening. Two sides can't come to an agreement. Doesn't matter anyway because I don't think there's going to be sports regardless. So I'm not going to get involved. And then we get news like we got yesterday that said, okay, the two sides are you know really close. Owners uh, met with the Players Association boss, if you will, and Tony Clark. They offered up a nice 60-game proposal. They left a nice little cushion in there for the players to come back and make it 65, which seemingly is almost set in stone. The four-letter network, nice job, Jeff Passon, the ugliest man on TV. God, is he goofy looking. Uh, sending out a tweet saying that it's uh, you know close to being done, and it looks like it's uh, going to happen sooner or later, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, 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 okay. Uh, so you, you get yourself emotionally pulled back in. All right, it's not going to be a full season, but we're going to get 60, 65 games. We're going to have some playoffs, and we have something to look forward to. So you know we give up hope, then we get yanked back in, and then we get news like we got last night. And that is that they are nowhere close to coming to an agreement. I don't know what the four-letter network was reporting, and everyone else for that matter, but they always start the process. Uh, yesterday about how supposedly, two days ago, how supposedly they were so close. We read the quotes from the Commissioner Manfred about how he proposed these things, and they took it and ran for some reason or another, assuming that the players were going to be okay with this. Again, they gave them 10 days off in this 60-game period, which would allow them to come back with a 65-game proposal. Maybe that's why they thought this was going to get done, but they're no closer to getting done. They, they, not only aren't they close to getting a deal done, they're not even close to getting an idea of what each side is proposing. You know, The players are saying, no, we never had any agreement on Monday, Tuesday, or Wednesday, whatever day it actually was. And the you know, commissioner is saying, well, you know, we kind of not necessarily had a handshake deal, but you know, we all agreed that I cannot go, meaning the owners, past 60 games. And that's what they were going to take back to their constituents, that it was going to be 60 games or basically nothing. And Tony Clark saying just the opposite, you know, unequivocally false. Uh, that a tentative agreement was reached during Wednesday's meeting. So, you know, here we sit and we're bickering over, you know, five to 10 games. I mean, th that's the thing that is just so, so mind boggling that you just repeat yourself time after time after time. Yes, it's 10 games, Major League Baseball, if you're making, you know, 10 to 15 to 20, some cases $30 million. Sure, that, that, that's a lot of money. But when it's at the cost of shutting your sport down, when it's at the cost of creating all this ill will all over the country, I, I, you know, why not just 65 games? All right. And if the owners swear up and down it's 60, eventually you just say, all right, let's fold. You know, if you're in a game of poker, eventually the guy keeps on raising you and you're sitting there with a pair of deuces. You just got to say, well, you know, my bluffing is not working here. So eventually I got to fold. Otherwise, he's going to take my entire stack of chip and I'm going to walk away with nothing thanks to a pair of deuces. So same thing with the Players Association. You know, they tried. 
The owners did give in that every single game that's going to be played will be prorated on a full 100% prorated basis, not 70 or 80% like the owners had suggested because no fans in the stand. So they gave in on that. So now, again, it's just a matter of how many games are to be played. And if one side says 60, the other side says 70, I, I don't understand how they just can't come in the middle to 65 or even the players just say, all right, what's the difference? Well, what, what, in the big spectrum of things, we're getting extra money. There's supposedly going to be 16 teams in the postseason. We'll make extra money there. Chances are there's not going to be a, a season anyway, guys. So who cares? You know, just get it done. I said the only silver lining in this process, and I don't necessarily believe this, but I'll throw it out there. The only silver lining may be that these two sides have to sit down again and work out a new collective bargaining agreement because the current agreement expires after next season. So once this current summer is up, they're going to be right back at the bargaining table because that's not a you know two-week process. That is a you know 12-month process. So they got to start that thing well, well in advance, obviously. So the only benefit might be that these two sides see they've created such ill will, such angst with the fans that maybe – they would be, you know, reluctant to have a lockout or a strike or i.e. a work stoppage next year when the two sides can't come to an agreement on a new collective bargaining agreement. Maybe they would say, geez, guys, you know, we screwed up 2020. There, there's just no way in the world we can go right back at it again, bickering like a bunch of babies and, and have all these threats of a work stoppage and everything else. We can't do that two years in a row. There's just no way. I'd like to believe that's the silver lining. I don't necessarily believe it because I'm not putting anything past the players. I'm really not. And I tell you, it's funny. There are always two sides to every equation. I, I get that. But to me, it's really it's on the players. It really is. But every single time I watch on the four-letter network or Fox or MLB, whatever the case, well, not so much MLB, but everywhere else, I always hear people say, well, you know, I don't blame the players. I don't blame the players. I don't blame the players. And I think to myself, are you, are you dumb? Really? Why don't you blame the players? And then, of course, it dawns on me. It's like, oh, that's right. These guys deal with the players every single day. They don't deal with the owners. So are they going to alienate the players by saying now that the players are being a bunch of babies? Of course not. They're going to take the players' side. So even reporting nowadays, as wrong as it is, thank you very much, Jeff, um, is, is so off-kiltered because it's based on their relationships with the players and the ends they have with the players versus them really dealing with the owners, which they do not do. So th there's a, uh, an occupational advantage to take the players' side. And I, I, again, I don't see it. And both these two sides wrong. I get that. But me, more so on the player side. And again, I'd like to think that would make the upcoming negotiations for their CBA go a little smoother than normal. But if they're willing to pretend we're not going to have a season this year, despite having the coronavirus, despite having the social unrest, despite all the other issues, people out of work, people you know not having jobs and everything else, if they're still willing to have this fight uh, publicly, then I, I you know I can't put anything past them. I, I really can't. So I don't I don't doubt for a second that the the collective bargaining agreement will probably be just as bad. But it is just amazing. It's just funny. You know, one day you think okay something is done, and then the next you know you get owners that are quoting it saying that the proposal is DOA, you know, dead on arrival, which means they are nowhere close, and saying it went backwards because of ten lousy stinking games, ten 
lousy games, which you probably can can whittle down to five games. That 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 is just the, the craziness of it all. It's just remarkable. Um, political correctness has uh, won out again. As uh, we told you yesterday, Georgia is done with the Gone with the Wind theme song. Well, now Florida is getting rid of the Gator Bait chant, which, oh, by the way, a black person made popular. Now, not originally, but he resurrected it, if you will, uh, supposedly back in 1996 because the Florida football team, very good national champions in that era, uh, you know, said any team that came in was, you know, Gator Bait. Well, it makes sense. The Florida Gators, they're, they're an alligator. That's their mascot. And, uh, you know, alligators got to eat. So, hey, I know. Why not make it, you know, gator bait? Uh, you know, I, I don't know how you get anything racial out of that. But I guess originally, you know, 100 years ago, that did make reference to something like that. So, you know, you could feed your alligators in the 1800s. But I guess you can't feed your alligators in 2020. So they've gotten rid of gator bait chant. Now, I don't know how you necessarily get rid of a chant, oh, by the way. Are you going to threaten to kick all the fans out of the stands? Is that what you're going to do? You know, if the student body section, which is normally the ones that chant this stuff, are you going to give them Bs, Cs versus As on their courses? I mean, how do you tell a fan you can't chant this? I mean, it's something as simple and as innocent in my eyes as gator bait. Man, that's how bad it's got. It's 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 really crazy. 844-843-6879. Both polls coming up next. They go to that beat. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. on this Friday morning, 844-843-6879, our toll-free telephone number. Again, 844-843-6879. Well, it's only been really less than two weeks, but we've already had one person bail out on our program. I know, I know. Sad, uh, unbelievable. I can't you know, even fathom someone after two weeks bailing out, but... Our South Korean baseball expert, all of a sudden, after going one and three, and these games are getting underway at the bottom of the hour, uh, is saying he's no longer a Korean baseball expert. Hey, Scotty, this is from our good buddy Colby P. And you know how I feel about that name, Colby LLs. Uh, sorry, I've been busy at work driving a semi, and you put the black cloud on me. I went one and three on uh, Monday. Might be down, but never out, LOL. So here are my picks for Friday morning, and I'm no expert at all on Korean baseball. I drive a semi overnight, and literally the only thing I have to bet on, so I do it. I'm going out on a limb and hoping this pays off. He's going to put a 20-bucker on a three-teamer, Kawam, laying a run and a half, Kawum, K-I-W-O-O-M, Latte, uh, minus the, the run and a half. Uh, or Moneyline, actually, plus 116, and Doosan, uh, plus 124. So the guy that was billing us at the beginning of the show as our Korean baseball expert, making it sound like he watches this stuff uh, nightly, and he knows what the fudge he's talking about, all of a sudden, after one losing day, is now saying he's no real expert. He's just a regular old truck driver like the rest of us. Uh, how about that? Bailing out already. Mm-hmm. 
844-843-6879. We do have one constant still in play, and that is John in Manhattan leading off our program for the 10th straight day of Perfect 10, Johnny in Manhattan. What's up, my friend? Hey, Scott, how are you? Good, man. How are you? I'm pretty good. Speaking of bailing out, I, my interest in this whole protracted MLB labor negotiation is uh, dwindling at best. I'm sure you feel the same way. Oh, yeah, I, I do. I just, you know, and again, the kicker to it all is I don't even think we're going to have a season regardless if they have an agreement or not, John. I really, you know, we're seeing more and more cases. 13 Texas college football players supposedly have come down with the virus. I, I, I think the NBA... You know, I want to see the NBA, you know, try and do this and have them come down with it, despite those players being, in essence, quarantined. Then then we're going to, that's, I think, might be the final straw, just like, you know what, we tried, we failed. Uh, I don't know what's going to have to occur, but I, I got a feeling this is all going to be for naught anyway. You know, I was reading an article about Tony Clark, who's the head of the Players Union, and he's, I don't really know what his qualifications are. He's not a lawyer. He's never went to law school. He's, as far as I can tell, he's not a master communicator. I, I don't really think he does a great job of messaging uh, just in terms of, you know, getting uh, his side of it or the player's side out of it. It seems like most PR releases are from the owners, and I think he's just getting schooled by uh, Manfred in the, uh, these negotiations. And at what point are the players themselves going to say, okay, it's time to – oust Tony Clark and get, get a lawyer in there, get a guy that's got some skills. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You know, I do remember him as a player, you know, pretty good player, decent player, bounced around the league quite a bit, was on the Red Sox for a little while. Uh, and I remember always him being a very popular player. So maybe it's just him being popular. You know, the same thing with Kyrie Irving with the Players Association or Avery Bradley. It's it's not that these guys are necessarily lawyers, although in this case, you know, as the executive director, you would want, you know, someone that uh, knows what he's doing um, lawyer wise or even salesperson wise. He doesn't even seem, John, capable of selling to his constituents. The players, listen, this is what we're getting. This is it, guys. So, um, you know, you can hold out and create all this ill will. But this is the bottom line. He can't even do that. So you're right. I, I don't know what purpose he's serving, and I don't know when the players. Maybe they'll make him the scapegoat in all this. Maybe that's what'll have to happen for the players to kind of win back the fans, saying, "Listen, you know what? We were under a bad direction. Nice guy, but uh, you know he really didn't know what the fudgy was doing." Maybe that's what they'll end up doing with everything is said and done. It's reminding me of my wife. We have a, a friends friends of uh, ours, and they've been dating for years, getting together, breaking up, all this getting back together, and my wife, you know, gives me these updates of their comings and goings, and after a little while, you just kind of tune it out, and you're like, whenever Sheila and Dave, like, get their act together, just let me know until then, like, I just don't really care, <laughs> and there's definitely that side of it for me with this MLB stuff, but either just let me know when the games are, or because I'm this close to just saying, I don't care, I have Netflix, you know what I mean? Thanks, Scott. You got it, John. Yeah, listen, I think if there were other sports going on, maybe, just maybe, we wouldn't be getting this. But, you know, it pro we probably would anyway, to tell you the truth. And just like we'll probably get it next year when they have the CBA talks. Um, you know, when you have the leaks that you have, as both sides are probably guilty of that, and you have the supposed agreements and deals and proposals, and you try and win the court of public opinion, it, it's, it's going to be in the news. And again, then you throw in that there's no real other news to talk about. So you're, you're star for something, and, and this is what we have.
Joe in Spokane, Washington. Hopefully he's got his feet on the ground because I know he works high in the towers of uh, Spokane. What's up, Joe? How are you today? Welcome to Bagels and Bad Beat. <laughs> it's it's pretty good, man. Yeah, no, it's uh, 2 o'clock in the morning out here. So, I mean, don't get me wrong. I've climbed a tower 500 foot in the, in the middle of the night, but I'm not doing it tonight. So, a uh, couple things there, bud. Uh, trivia question for you. But first, uh, you got to enjoy the commercials, man. Somehow we went from getadate.com or lastdate.com to to uh, filing with the IRS, which I'm pretty sure if you get your last date, that means you got married and you got divorced, so you owe money. But I'm not too sure how Michael J. Fox got thrown in the middle of that. But Either way, um, trivia question for you, Scott. So, you know, June 19th, since you couldn't go more than 10 seconds without bringing it up, you know they have a flag, right? No. Do they actually have a flag for this particular day? Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm okay with the day. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm uh, you know, a bad guy. No, I'm, I'm no, okay no, with no, the day. No, I just don't know why they got to call it Juneteenth. Why, why, what's wrong with just June 19th? Right. That, that's the day. Why wouldn't you want to signify and? I like the day versus trying to have people scratch their head and say, what the fudge is that? <laughs> I have no idea, man. It was a holiday created in 1980 from the uh, state of Texas where I used to live. So I grew up with that. But, yeah, I guess their colors to their flag, Scott. You'll get a big – this is the most ironic kick you'll get out of all of this. <laughs> Probably. What is it all white? Color guard. Is, it, is it all white? Nope. What is it? No. It's red. It's red, white, and blue. Okay. You think I'm making that up? Well, why? Why <laughs> wouldn't it be red, white, and blue? I, I, I would think it would be funny if it well, was, you know, think... white. You know, then it would be kind of like that's a little weird, but okay. Oh, well, you know, why? Yeah, why no, would, no, no, no. What's wrong with red, white, and blue? Well, no, there's nothing wrong with it, but since they're kneeling for the same colors, it's kind of ironic. They have the same oh, okay. flag, so they're going to kneel right, on the right. flag while they're at it. <laughs> And it's got a uh, Texas star and then another star that shows like uh, new slavery or new new beings of the country kind of thing. Uh, I don't know. It's just a little, you know, ironic. Uh, did you happen to catch that uh, little football talk? Did you happen to catch uh, Gordon's trying to get back in the NFL again? I did. I didn't get to that <laughs> just story. Just for reinstatement. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry if I brought it up early. No, no, that's all right. But, Listen, yeah, you can I mean, file, right? I mean, uh, here's, a, here's another guy. You know, this is like a Steve Howe of the NFL who has seven chances in Major League Baseball. But he, he does get his opportunities, uh, you know, to his credit, if I dare say that, Joe. You know, he's not beating up people. He's not robbing 7-Elevens. He's just, he can't put down the bongs and the joints. I mean, it's basically all related to him, you know, you know smoking marijuana. I mean, that. So I, I don't know what the issue is there, but he does bounce around the league. Um, and believe it or not, he's only 29. It, it doesn't seem like he's been in the league about 50 years already, but he's still in his 20s, which is probably why he continues to get more and more chances. I don't know if someone will sign him. I don't doubt it. You know, he must be a halfway decent guy because he's getting all these chances. Otherwise, if he was a jerk and a druggie, um, I don't think teams would say, okay, bring him on. But um I also bet that you could count on one hand yeah. how many times he's really had any kind of significant catches or wins. I remember he was with the Browns. Uh, you know, he missed half the season and they played great. And then he came back and they lost like damn near all their games. You know, so <laughs> um, I don't know how good he really well, is. Well, right. But what's, but what's, but what, 
No, I mean Seattle up here in Seattle. He played for Seattle. He's a great guy. Yeah, he gets to get back on the on the weed, weed and the pills. But what do you think the over under on him? Like said, a reinstated first week of the season. What's the over under? Week three that he's already bombed another test. Probably. I mean, like, at some point, you are what you are. Yeah, you know, and probably like, if you can't stay off the weed to make millions of dollars, I mean, what's the difference? And then I know you got to go to a break, so I'll let you go. But if you know they offer six, sixty, and then the players want seventy, if in the next two days these morons can't come to sixty-five, I'm done. I give up. I mean, it's just ridiculous. But anyway, have a good evening there, Scott. I'll keep listening. But uh, I told you one of these mornings I'd wake up and uh, you know give you a call so i'll uh talk to you later my man you got it joe uh, kudos to you this is you know west coast uh, we don't expect too many west coast uh, callers at this time maybe listeners just driving around but there's a lot of truckers out there so you, you know what it's uh 2 30 or so your time uh i do appreciate the phone call but with josh gordon yeah uh listen someone will probably give him a shot you know his lawyer slash agent said that the last time he decided to pick up the bong was because his brother had passed away so he couldn't handle that so listen i can appreciate that but you know you, you can always find excuses if you're a druggie to do more drugs you have to find excuses to stay off the drugs you got to show that you're a man you can handle adversity as sad as that may be and um clearly he is not so one more bad thing in his life and i'm sure he'll be right back on it 844-843-6879. We'll be right back on the phone calls next on Friday morning. They go to Bad Beat. Scott Webster. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Friday morning, here's truly Scott Wetzel. 40 minutes past the hour, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern Time. 844-843-6879. Again, 844-843-6879. So no baseball agreement, nothing even close. Although, if you believe the numbers, the numbers are close, but the two sides aren't. One side wanting 60. Players uh, returned their proposal with 70. And the owners have rejected that. So there they sit literally 10 games apart with no baseball season, which uh, they figures not to be anyway. So who cares? Uh, former uh, Florida, the Gator bait chant is, is now out politically incorrect. So the PC world has knocked that out of the ballpark. So even if there are fans allowed in these football games this upcoming season, uh, somehow or another, they're going to prevent the fans from chanting Gator bait because that's unpopular, even though a black player Defensive back Lawrence Wright is being credited with kind of resurrecting that chant from way back when, back in 1996. So if you ain't a Gator, you must be Gator bait. Makes sense to me. I don't see anything wrong with that, right? But not in today's world of uh, political correctness. So one good thing I would say is that SEC Commissioner Gary Sankey 
has told uh, the state of Mississippi that now I've heard this before. So I don't know what championship events they actually hold in Mississippi from the SEC. But they said if they don't uh, get the Confederate flag off their state flag, then they're not going to hold any events in that state. So the governor there has consistently said, well, it's not really up to me, even though I'm the leader of the state and I'm going to take it to vote. And the last time they did that, 2001, apparently, they chose to keep the Confederate emblem on the flag. So there they sit. And uh, New York Jets defensive back Jamal Adams' safety with two years left, oh, by the way, on his current contract, is demanding a trade to, to the point where not only does he want out despite not having any trade leverage, he's also telling the Jets which teams he'd like to be traded to. Oh, by the way, seven of the best teams in the NFL, all playoff teams from last year. I don't see him picking the Miami Dolphins on this list or, you know, pick a, some other scrub team. He wants to go to Baltimore, Dallas, Kansas City, Houston, San Francisco, Philadelphia, Seattle. Yeah, I want a happy marriage, too. But, uh, you know, sometimes you don't get what you ask for. It is what it is. So, listen, NFL player, forget baseball player. The NFL players, they're the ones that really got themselves screwed with this agreement. Time and time and time again, these dopey players just don't understand. Those are the rules, Jamal. You know, it is what it is. You have not just one year left on your contract. You have two years left on your contract. And then the Jets, if they wanted to franchise you even after that. So realistically, theoretically, he'll never become a free agent because you could just continue to franchise him. It would cost the Jets a gazillion dollars. But the bottom line is, if you're a first-round draft choice, you're really better off being a second round pick. I, I know, you know, people go gaga first round picks, but in reality, you get to hit free agency a lot easier as a second, third, or fourth round pick than you do a first round pick. First round pick, they lock you in. You get a four-year contract, guaranteed. Then there's a fifth year that the team can pick up the option for after year number three, which the Jets have done with Jamal Adams. Now, you get a little decent bump in salary, but the bottom line is they still have him on the contract for two more years. So the think that he could sit out, make demands, list teams who he wants to get traded to, he's a terrific player. I take him on my team. But he thinks he's better than he is. He's not that good. Plus, he plays a position safety that's not one of those coveted positions. You know, quarterback, wide receiver, defensive end, middle linebacker, cornerback. Those are the real five key positions that you overpay for. You don't overpay for safeties. You just don't. So, listen, he's been bitching and moaning for the last year. And he's made his uh, you know, mind that he wants out of New York with the Jets, or at least let's put it this way, he wants a new contract. Uh, he, he says he'd like to stay with the Jets, but he wants a, a monster, monster, $15 million a year contract, and I don't know if the Jets are going to do that. So, But good luck trying to demand the trade. I, I want to see one of these NFL players. Now, we saw it with Le'Veon Bell, to his credit. Bell did sit out the year. But I want to see you know, more guys actually sit out and pass up that kind of money. No way. All right, 844-843-6879. Marty in North Carolina joins us on Bagels and Bad Beats. What's up, Marty? Hey, good morning, America. Good morning, Scotty. What's going on today, buddy? Not much, man. How are you today? How's the, how's the good North Carolina treating you? North Carolina is always good. Let's talk a little – I mean, we're not going to talk actual football. Let's talk some football players. So we've got uh, – our little boy, our, our little guy, uh, our little buddy over there in uh, Arizona, Kyla Murray, doesn't give right. an F what people think about his stance. And, yeah, uh, can't say, can't say guy, play with uh, that. I know. Uh, um, it, was, it was a slip of the tongue. Right. That reminds me. 
That reminds oh. me of Marty of the, of the uh, all the family episode with with, uh, with Archie and the neighbor when they're going back and forth. Like, I didn't mean boy, boy. You know, you know. Then the, then the uncle who's black also says boy. It's kind of funny. But anyway, go ahead. It wasn't meant to be anything like that. Uh, I know. Forbid, it honestly wasn't. Our other little guy, uh, Baker Mayfield. He doesn't care what fans think. Now, you know, at least these two have a backbone. Unlike uh, Drew Brees, that spineless little coward that he is. And also, what do those two guys have in common, Scotty? Baker and uh, Kyla Murray. Where did they uh, play their college Oklahoma. football? Oklahoma. Yeah, good old Oklahoma. Oh, what's going on in the water out in Oklahoma? And who's our number one Okie fan? Mikey from South Carolina. Oh, I love Mikey. Mikey, you got some you got some explaining to do, Mikey. Got some explaining to do. Now it is mostly now, uh, Oklahoma State, Scotty. but it's in the same state. So, you know, don't let facts get in the way of a good rant, so fire away, Marty. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so uh now uh so I got Kepka this weekend. I got I took Kepka, DeChambeau. Yes. Okay. And, and I took your guy. Jason Day. Yeah. And then uh, this morning, actually, I threw some cash down on Speed, even though, uh, you know, I don't know. This guy sucks me in all the time, the Speed. But yeah, that's you know, how I'm got pretty good odds. He, he me... Well, even, even, even Kepka I got, was I got 35. 10 to 1 odds still. 10 to 1 still? That's not bad. Yeah. That's I not got, bad. For Speed, it was still 10 to 1. I had 33 to 1. On Kepka, and I think DeChambeau had 33 to 1 also, or 28 to 1. Um, so it's not that bad. Now, who did we, uh, who did we uh, decide on for, uh, for the Belmont, Scotty? Belmont? I'll break it down a little bit more in, in detail. But, I, you know, I hate to be a chalk player on this stuff, but I, I generally am with the Belmont. If you go back to all the... Uh, uh, Belmonts, it, it, you'd be surprised how rare it is for a big-time upset. It occurs every once in a while, but uh, to make a long story short, I, I'm going to go with Tis the Law. I know everyone is, and that horse is going to go off at like 3 to 5. You wait and see. I, I would be surprised. You know, morning line's right around uh, even money, but I got a feeling all the money's going to come in on that horse. So I have him winning the thing, so you're going to have to probably put him in an exacta if you really want to make any kind of money or or a trifecta. But I have him winning. Now I never bet. Now I never bet uh, online for for horse racing. You know, I used to years and years ago. I used to go to Belmont. So I was looking on uh, on my website. It's got you know coming first, second, and third. Now, right? Is it work the same way if I'm? Is it work the same as if I was going to the track? I bet. You know. Yeah. I bet a guy to show, and I can still okay. Because yeah, it, yeah. It didn't say uh, you know win place or show. It just said first, second, third. So I wasn't sure if it's going to work the same way as the actual track. Yeah, yeah. The only difference this year would be you know depending if you work with the local Louis the Lip or whatever service you have, you know sometimes they will take track odds. 
versus OTB odds, you know, which are generally the same. But, you know, there, there is a difference because the track handle is different than the OTB handle. So, but there's not going to be any track handle, obviously, this year. There's no pans in the stand. So I'm guessing everyone is going to just, it's all going to be one big pool. But yeah, you bet it the same way, you know, uh, straight, you know, you can box it. You can do with the win place or show the exactas, trifectas. Uh, I imagine they even have a superfecta for the race, the top four horses in the race. So yeah, same, same type of betting. Who do you like Very in the race? Good. All right, let me run. All right. You have a great weekend and happy Father's Day. Yeah, you too. Appreciate that, Marty. Happy Father. Yeah, we kind of forgot about that. It's actually, you know, Father's Day weekend this weekend. You know, with all the goofiness that's going on in the world, uh, you know, a real big holiday, you know, kind of uh, lost, the, you know, with all the other stuff that, that's going on. But I'll, I'll, the next hour, we'll, we'll break down the the Belmont. But I do like Fizz the Law. I mean, they, he's got two great at races. He's won at this track before. So that gives him an advantage over all the others. Uh, as it turns out, 10 horses are in the race. Again, I mentioned this uh, on, on Wednesday, I think it was. It's horse racing, just it's. There's nothing going on, right? And, and any sports that are going on, baseball or football or college, it's all negative news. It's all, you know, uh, people coming down with the coronavirus or, you know, there's no agreement in baseball or football guys demanding trades. You know, it, it's all negative news. So the opening is there for horse racing, which has one of its signature events, the Belmont. And this year, because of the goopiness, you know, they swapped it around and made that the first race. So it's the first race of the Triple Crown. I mean, boy, if there ever was any debate on the difference between the Kentucky Derby, Preakness, and Belmont, you're seeing it this year. If this was the Kentucky Derby, even under these conditions, I can't help but think this would be a humongous weekend. But I tell you what, you ask 10, you know, decent sports fans, uh, you know, what's the biggest event this weekend? And they probably wouldn't tell you the Belmont. That, that Even here in New York, and New York, and I, I've been to the Belmont a few times. They put on a great, great show. They obviously won't this year with no fans in the stands, but it, it's a big thing out here. Uh, you get close to 100,000 people over there every single year, between 90 and 100,000. Um, and it, it's a whole day's worth of racing and, and everything else, even without a triple crown, you know, uh, you know, a race, if the horse hadn't won the first two legs of the triple crown, it's still a big day over there. Not as big, but still a big day. But this year, nothing. I mean, just absolutely nothing. And I get the local papers and I'm watching on TV, but without any fans being involved, there's no talk about parties and this and that. Um, there's no two races to analyze. That leads into the Belmont. I, it's just, it's just like a no nothing race. It really is just remarkable how much it's fallen off the map in a time where people are dying for anything to gamble on or anything to watch or anything to analyze. Here you have a horse race, and there's only ten horses in the race. You know, and one of the issues is, as I brought up earlier this week, you know, a couple of days before the race, and you didn't even know who was in the race. As of Wednesday, there were going to be eight horses in the race. Then it went to nine. Then it went back down to eight. Then I saw even seven. And after everything is said and done, you know, they have until yesterday to file their papers and everything. So they did. So they settled in on 10. But, I, you know, I don't understand how you could be 48 hours before a race and not know how many horses are going to be in the race. I, I mean, how dopey is that? I, it's just... You know, you try and analyze these things. And what about the strategy of your horses? You know, wouldn't you want to know if there's a speed horse in there, if there's a closer in there? 
and you're not finding out until 48 hours before the race. Like, that is just dumb. That, that is dumber than dumb. And so is making this a mile and an eighth when it should be a mile and a half. Makes no sense to me whatsoever. You have all the time in the world. There's no two races beforehand. I could see it being a mile and an eighth if you had the Derby and the Freakness third race in five weeks. It's tough on the horse. Now you don't have any races up until the Belmont, and now this is the year that they're going to pack the pack. I, I just, uh, I, I don't get it. It doesn't make any sense to me. You know, horse racing, much like tennis, and a chance for them to put themselves on the map, dropping the ball completely. 844-843-6879. We'll close that hour number one next Sunday. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Bagels and Bad Beats on a Friday morning as we close out hour number one with your Hercules Scott Wetzel, 844-843-6879. You want to send a tweet, it is at Opposite Picks, O-P-P-O-S-I-T-E, Picks, P-I-C-K-S. Email me. Go to the website, OppositePicks.com, hit the contact Scott icon and uh, fire away. We'll do some emails and some tweets uh, next hour. John DeFilippo, a little bit of a buzz in the sporting world. He is the Chicago Bears offensive coordinator who said yesterday his quarterback uh, duo of Nick Foles and Mitch Trubisky is the best in the NFL. Now, he said it in a way of just like he wants his team to think that. He wants these players to think that. He wants them to walk around with a little bit of swagger uh, in terms, his words, of knowing we're the best quarterback room in the NFL. So he didn't necessarily proclaim that, but he, he threw it out there. He wants these guys to think that, even though, quite frankly, you can make the argument they might be the worst quarterback duo in the NFL, not not the best quarterback duo. I mean, really, I mean, to think that to throw that out there that Mitch Trubisky, who might not be in the league next year, and Nick Foles, who may not even want to be in the league this year after what he's accomplished, uh, is is the best is really sad. You know, give me. I'll tell you what. I'll take Pat Mahomes and myself and say that's the best quarterback. If I could have any two quarterbacks from one team, I'll take Pat Mahomes and whoever else is there for Kansas City. If you want to be balanced though about it, I'd probably say, believe it or not, you know, uh, Aaron Rodgers and and Jordan Love. If you believe Love's going to be a halfway decent quarterback for Green Bay, you know. Uh, it sacrificed another position that Green Bay, you know, could have used some help with, i.e., wide receiver. But them taking Jordan Love, you got the veteran quarterback, you got the quarterback in the future. As far as a balance goes, Green Bay is probably, you know, if not the best, then it, it, it is clearly up there. That is for sure. So certainly not Trubisky and Foles. 844-843-6879. Phone calls, emails, tweets coming up. Hour number two right after this. Davis and Bad Beats on a Friday morning with Scott Lester.
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com.